Hello friends, my name is Dave Miller. And my name is Niall Spain. And we are your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky sexy situations and turn them into sexy sticky situations. Simply put, we find questions either online or from our dear listeners and we answer them for you. Although last week, I don't know if we just like told anyone what the podcast was because we were too busy in the trenches. Yeah, no, we went immediately in the trenches. Um, have yeah, you the seen first this- casualty to the war on boys was our intro. <laughs> I'm sorry, Drew, yeah. Have you seen this Borat movie everyone's talking about? I did watch it. Did you? Nope. So don't say anything about it. Don't No spoilers, please. Why'd you bring it up then? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, ha- I had things to say, but... Spoilers. <laughs> uh, did you see what the Pope said? Is that gay people are real people? He that says one? he supports laws for same-sex unions. Yeah. Hell yeah. I know. It's cool. Good. It's almost like they're they're joining the, the you fucking, know. you know, future, the present. Yeah. It's um, uh I mean it's pretty fucked when the Vatican is more progressive than the United States of America. Uh, the fucking world is more progressive than the, like everything. Like America is just ugh, it's a garbage fire. I'm sorry to the American listeners. You're not a garbage fire, hopefully. But goddamn your country's doing some weird ass shit. Anyway, we're not here to talk about the bad things. We're here to talk about the sexy things. I mean, we're probably going to talk about a little bit of bad things, but hopefully we can we can flip it. Flip it down and reverse it. Miss Here's Elliot a bad style. thing. Okay. Have you, like, is it just an Irish thing? Because I've seen a lot of these memes kind of going around. I don't know if it's just from people back home. Chasing pots of gold? Uh, well, this has been our podcast, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to go burn Dane's house down. Memes where it's like, you know... Oh, me and whatever, like trying to get away with like buying a PlayStation or me trying to hide from the missus so I can buy a PlayStation or like, you know, me trying to convince the girlfriend so I can buy. And it's all these people who like once PlayStation 5 was announced were like, fuck, it's going to cause all these problems in my relationship if I want to get this. And it made me really sad. Have you seen stuff like that? I don't. I think I saw one, but I didn't watch it. Like I, I was just scrolling by and it was like one of the videos subtitles and I didn't I didn't watch it because I didn't care. Yeah, there are just so many, like, like, and I mean, like, a lot, like, so many to the point that, like, I'm bringing it up because there's dozens of just, like, people who are, I guess, worried that they won't be able to do a thing that they like in their relationship, and that's really fucked up. Yeah, I mean, like, I remember, I remember having a huge argument with one of my exes about, there's either an Xbox or a PlayStation, one of the, I bought one of the systems and mm-hmm. sort of did it on the sneaky Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like this huge fucking fight when there was no reason it should have been. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, look, if you guys don't have enough money to survive and you go and you spend it on a PlayStation, yes, that's an issue. But it's not an issue because you got a PlayStation. It's an issue because you're fucking over your partner's financials. Um, and if that's not the case, then there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't get a PlayStation. Yeah. Like, unless I mean, you critically need that money to survive, you know, or even like on a less critical level, it could be used in something that you guys quite need you know what i mean unless you're struggling yeah. it's fine and even yeah, if you're you struggling sometimes, money you know if you can save up money it's like it's something that'll bring you happiness and shit like i don't know this whole weird like it just made me really sad seeing that i'm like that's not the sign of a fucking healthy relationship it always blows my mind when people like 
let's say that the PlayStation Five is going to be like five hundred dollars. I don't mm-hmm. know how much it is, but let's say that. Yeah, I'm like most that. people, roughly on like a proper night out, are going to spend like a you know hundred bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're going out for dinner and then like drinking afterwards. Oh god, hundred bucks is dinner a pretty alone. average night out. So it's like it makes me so confused that like no one bats an eye if you're gonna fucking drink a hundred dollars which literally it doesn't do anything for you you know what i mean like there's no return on that investment other than maybe feeling like shit the next day well you can have a good night but yeah it's 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 very brief it's a flash in the pan and like yeah you know but then like when someone's like oh i'm gonna spend you know x amount of money on a video game or you know a a playstation or a new tv or or whatever new computer whatever People could like lose their fucking minds. I'm like, this is something that like they're going to use, presumably, for a very long extended period of time. But everyone loses their mind over something that's like, you know, only five times more than one night out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get so much more out of it as well. Because as you say, like you use it for years, and like the time you're spent playing a PlayStation is time you're not spending money. Like you're staying in, and you're like, you know, you're saving money technically. Yeah, it's like Unless you you're know, playing games while you're in. Um, yeah, it's it's just really weird. And also, it's like, I'm sure in these relationships, the person on the other side of this argument probably buys something for themselves. You know what I mean? So it's like, I hope they're not being shamed for getting makeup or clothes or, you know, going to shoes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or or whatever. They're like, maybe they like knitting, you know? And knitting's their thing, or maybe they're a kickboxer and they go to kickboxing classes. Like, there's there's always something, right? Like, people should be allowed to explore their passions in a fucking relationship. Anyway, I just I saw that it made me really sad. I'm sorry it made you sad. Thank you. So this is by Throw R A singing. I got into a I 23 year old got into a fight with my partner Sam 38. It was a stupid fight, and I was trying to get over it. Sam and I made food, mostly him because I was sore from work. When I started eating, he said I was eating too fast and I need to slow down. I did slow down, but I felt gross, so I didn't eat more than a few bites after that. He got mad at me, said it was a joke, but wouldn't continue eating without me. I took another bite to appease him, and he finished off the food. I decided to put mine up for later, but he was mad I didn't finish. I just said I wasn't hungry, but it turned into a big fight. I say I didn't want to talk about it anymore, but he didn't want to discontinue the conversation, so I just decided to go to bed early. Sam continued through the door, but I didn't respond. I finally fell asleep for a bit and woke up hearing him singing a song about how much he hates me. Some of the lyrics are, I fucking hate you over and over, as well as, I want to see how bad your parents treat you when you move back in with them, among other things. Thing is, he knows my parents mistreat me, so it really hurt me. But I didn't come out to confront him. I'm not sure what I should do, if I should tell him I heard the song. I don't know if it's just a silly song or if it's true. Any advice? And this is by Partner Sings a Song. Partner Sings Songs About Hating Me After Fight. I, like, I know this is a visual medium, but I hope that you heard my jaw drop with that big reveal. Fuck me, man. Why are people so terrible? Um, I like I was like, I started this off being like, we're not going to talk about terrible things. <laughs> but, we always talk about terrible things. I know. This Could is. Could you do me a rendition of this song? Uh, yeah. What, what are the lyrics again? Uh, the ones we've been given and feel free to throw stuff in are I fucking hate you. Yeah, over and over, as well as I want to see how bad your parents treat you when you move back in with them. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is just that puddle of mud song. Yeah, I fucking hate you. <laughs> na, yeah. na 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 I want to see how bad your parents treat you when you move back in with them later. 
la 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 la. <laughs> I can't imagine that's a very good song. Like that's that's a wordy verse. It is very wordy. You know what I mean? I feel like can we okay? Let's switch this question because uh, the answer is break up with this asshole. He's a terrible being. Yeah. Let's let's workshop this song. Okay. <laughs> um, no, no, the thing uh, is, the thing is, he seems to be workshopping while she was asleep. So maybe he didn't mean for her to hear it, and he was practicing for what I can only assume is like a musical moment. You know, maybe he lives in an alternate high school musical life where like he's just prepping for the the moment they break up and he can be like i fucking hate you and then like the 18 people he's hired like dance him with like black umbrellas and start to spin it it's like oh i fucking hate you i want to see how bad your parents treat you when you move back in with them and then it's like and they all front flip and like she's just like it's pretty mean actually it's like he's the bully i think in the high school musical yeah the walls of the house get pulled off and they're on like a sound stage. Mm-hmm. One, like, I don't know what your relationship with food is. Like, I'd like a little bit more information that, on that. That whole thing was a bit of a mind fuck, right? Like if you are overweight or have food insecurity issues or, you know, like if, if there's something else at play there, then I could understand how this would be very strange. But if this is the first time, this dude has said anything about you in regards to how fast you eat. Like, it seems strange to me. So I feel like there might be an overarching problem with her relationship with food. And this guy is then, you know, manipulating her or abusing that, you know, shitty dynamic that she has. You know what? I went down into the comments to see if I could find any details on the food. And we're assholes because we assumed she was a girl, but it's a guy. Both guys. Oh, okay. Like, I would like to know his relationship with food. Yeah, you know well, I mean? the thing. It's like, it seemed, obviously, you felt fine with the food if you were eating quickly, right? Like, if you're shoveling food in your mouth, it's, I doubt you weren't feeling good or not hungry or whatever. So to yeah. go from that to because you were told to slow down, feeling gross, not eating, feeling ale, and then having this whole bite, like, fight about the food seems really strange. So, like, I wonder if it was like calling up like previous insecurities about weight or something. Right. Yeah. Like that, that for me, like for a fight for something that sort of minuscule, like I'm a very fast eater and there are times where people will tell me to slow down. And it's like, I, I'm a conscious, I'm consciously aware of how fast I eat, but it's just, you know, that's just who I am. Um, so I don't, and I've never like, you know, got upset about it. Um, but I would understand that like, if there is like a weight insecurity issue or, you know, that sort of like, you know, precedent and someone telling you to slow down, there might be, it could be construed as someone being like, Hey, slow down, fatty, that like that kind of malice. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case and he knows that and your partner is like weaponizing your eating speed or habits to make you feel like shit already, like bad news. Even even if that's not the case, it seems really strange that they're trying to control you down to that level where it's like you're eating too quickly. Then they wouldn't eat without you. So you had to eat even though you didn't want like everything seems to be going to the beat of their drum, you know, and that's kind of fucked up anyway. Even if it's not hearkening back to some deep insecurity you have, it's like you can't even eat without it being an issue. Right? And it has to be the way they do it. And that's not the sign of a healthy relationship even before all the high school musical shit starts. Yeah. And like also alternatively, like we're getting this through the lens of, of the question asker. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it could have been 
something of like maybe they were like fucking shoveling that food and the and the, the hey, partner was I, like, hey man, like slow down. I literally eat so fast, so I have no I don't have any time for anyone telling me to slow down. Fuck that shit. I'm hungry. Um and then maybe like they realize that like, oh oops, like you're upset and be like, you know, look, you know, I'm gonna stop eating if you don't keep eating. Like please keep eating. So like I could see it like not being that big of a thing and then it uh, spiraling maybe one way or the other. You know what I mean? It's like, it's hard to say because we're getting one side of the thing. True. But But, it's also hard to put my, put like to cast uh, Sam here in a good light when he then starts to sing, I fucking hate you through the wall. That's I want to see how your parents mistreat you, which actually gets worse. I think when you find out that they're in a gay relationship because like bad parental treatment is so much more prevalent for people after they've come out then you know 100% people right so that like that for me like it doesn't really matter how like the dinner really plays out mm-hmm. like no matter how that all shook out if you're trying to have like a conversation or like a fight breaks out and you're like look I don't want to talk about this anymore and then you you know go to bed and then your partner continues to berate you through a closed door mm-hmm. like all those things are warning signs of someone like something needs to happen. Like there needs to be a better line of communication here. Um, and whether it's, you know, a, an actual argument was breaking out or an actual, uh, you know, incident has, has happened and you refuse to communicate any further, which can be problematic in its own right. Um, but like this dude obviously does not know how to communicate. And, and like to, like you said, like to bring up past trauma and to bring up past abuse in presumably a joking way like no one sings or at the very least they're doing it in a way that they could claim they're joking even though obviously it's to hurt you i don't understand how you could continue to be with someone who takes your pain so like frivolous frivolously gotta get out one if if you want to make this relationship work you need to sit down and be like hey we need to talk about what happened last night and this might be difficult for you because i do get strong sort of like you don't want conflict um you might have to sort of like meet that head on and be ready for conflict and be ready to like stand your ground you know what i mean so like sort out what you need to talk about prior to have notes if you need them and be like let's talk this out because last night was a fucking nightmare and you cross some lines and I need to make sure you're not going to do it again and and hash it out if you want to. I think I'm on Niall's side here and saying bail. I can't imagine that conversation is going to go well. Like, I feel like this person's already shown their hand and like no one's going to change on a fucking dime like that the next day and be like, oh, you're right. I'm not abusive anymore. But you know what? Give it a shot. Alternatively, just make sure you have an even better song when he finally makes his right. You know, he starts to whip it out. You hear that beat. He says that first line and then you cut over him with an even better song or have like a real, real killer rap first. Yeah, um, this comes from Reddit user. It's just a throwaway account. Confused, but kind of turned on by his oh. actions. Hell yeah. So this is a 28 year old female and a 26 year old male. My husband is so kind and I absolutely love him. He always makes sure I'm taken care of, especially in the bedroom. Recently, he bought me a dildo for me to use when he's not available. Last night, he brought the dildo out during oral sex and fucked me with it while playing with my clit with his tongue. He's always been pretty spontaneous. I was getting really wet, and he pulled the dildo out and sucked on it a few seconds. He made eye contact while doing it and moaned a little, saying, Mmm, fuck, you taste amazing, before going back to town on my vagina. It caught me off guard, but it turned out, or, but it turned me on in a weird way. I know he's not gay, and I know sucking a dildo isn't necessarily a gay thing, but it still felt a little weird seeing him do it. 
I almost want to get off watching him sucking and deep-throating my dildo for a good 5-6 minutes after using it on myself. Am I alone and think that would be erotic to watch him suck and swirl his tongue around my dildo that's been in me? How would I bring that up to him? Um, I think the key point here, or what the, one of the things that seems to have really turned them on that they're not really focusing on is the taste of them. And you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like she says like, I, like the dildo itself isn't necessarily a thing she thought of, but it's like the fact that he really likes how she tastes. And I think that's very understandable in terms of being arousing and being like affirming and like sexual. Yeah, it, it it's kind of a strange thing because like I don't think this dude pulled the dildo out and was like, I need to get my mouth on this dildo right now. I think he was excited to. It's like if you get chocolate on your finger and you lick it off, you're not like, fuck yeah, I can't wait to get this finger in my mouth. It's like, yeah. no, you you want the chocolate sauce. Like the, like, the finger is just the vehicle in which the sauce gets to your mouth. When you're eating soup, you're not sucking on the spoon to taste metal, right? The spoon isn't the point. The yeah. point is the soup, right? And he just wants your hot soup all he up in his your- hot mouth. <laughs> he just wants your lady soup. Lady soup. He just wants to slurp that lady soup. And you know what? I get it. As as much as I think that is really what's going on here, at least on his end, mm-hmm. her having an interest in watching him suck on that dildo is a valid fetish, I guess, or like something that she would like to see. In terms of bringing it up with your partner, he seems pretty fucking cool. Yeah, he seems cool. He seems chill. I will say there is a world of difference between sucking on something like, you know, for a second or two and five or six minutes. That's a long time. <laughs> especially and like deep throating it too like right? that's an aggressive thing to do for someone who doesn't presumably mm-hmm. suck a lot of dick yeah um so I, I don't think there's any harm in being like hey i thought it was really sexy when you sucked on the dildo would you be interested in doing that a little bit more for me mm-hmm. um and like you know make sure he knows that like he's very obviously willing to say no like he's allowed to say no and you won't be upset about it Mm-hmm. Um, but if, you know, if he's willing to experiment with you or, you know, willing to try something new to appease you, you know, it's, it's win-win, you know what I mean? Like he knows that you like something and he has the option to, to follow through if he wants. Yeah. I do think maybe one thing to keep in mind is like explaining why it turns you on so much, which you kind of alluded to here, which is like, it's my dildo. He's tasting me all these things just so that maybe he doesn't think that you are trying to imagine him sucking off another guy or something, which again, if you want, if that's what you're into, by all means, let him know. And you know, he might not care, but once you guys are on the same page and two, so that his fragile male mask, like masculinity doesn't come into conflict here. Right. Cause if, if he gets the wrong idea, that's never going to be good for you guys. Yeah. Although yeah. I'm I'm I have confidence in a dude who's willing to bust out a dildo during oh, all yeah. sex. No, again, you know I mean? like, this person seems great, but I think like as a general rule, like even even if it was the other way around and it was like you want to I would say to make sure that they know that's what you want to get out of it and not just yeah. that they want to take no, 100%. So everyone's on the same page cuz like if it's not what you want and he starts like sucking this cock and is like mm, greg and you're like oh man <laughs> it's meant to be about me and now greg's fucking stealing my thunder you know yeah you you yeah you definitely need to sort of like hash out like really describe in detail like what this situation would look like for you and what you would want out of it and why you'd want it 
Uh, and then, you know, make sure again, make sure he knows that, like, he's allowed to say no to this, because if this guy is all about people pleasing and all about, like, pleasing you, he might be like, yeah, for sure, I'll do it just to make you happy. Yeah. And you don't want that. <laughs> Let me tell you, I don't think there's anything that would turn you on faster than a dude awkwardly sucking off your dildo. <laughs> yeah, just sadly, like, oh. <laughs> just like half heartedly giving it a go. Because, like, there is nothing almost more depressing than a half hearted blowjob you're getting. I don't even want to know how depressing it is to watch someone give a half-hearted blowjob to like an inanimate cock. Yeah. From a distance. You know what I mean? It's like, oh. Yeah. Like an inexpert, unenthusiastic, fumbling dildo suck. No one wants Yeah. That. No, I, I think that would ruin sex in all regards for you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's an easy one. Give yeah. it a go. Uh, just be open, be honest. But like, it sounds like a good person who's uh, able to be, you know, to shake it up a little bit. So... Let's go for it. You ready? Uh-huh. My 29-year-old female husband, 30-year-old male, wants me to go a week without showering as he claims my natural smell is a turn-on for him. I don't know how to feel about it. What should I do? I love my husband a lot. I really try to do just about anything for him. This includes in the bedroom and in normal life. I'd say we have a pretty strong sexual chemistry. There's never been a problem in the bedroom. He's probably more open to trying things than me, but I'll usually try and go along with some things to make him happy. Other day, we were having a discussion about what we can do to spice up our sex life. I told him some new things I would like and let him know that it was his turn to tell me something. He said he thinks it'd be hot if I went a whole week without showering or using deodorant. I gave him a weird look because I was confused and didn't understand how it was sexual, and I asked him to explain more. He told me he thinks it's sexy when I'm sweaty and have a smell to me. He said it makes him want to jump on me immediately. He said not showering for that long would make me smell more, and he would love it. I didn't completely understand it, but want to try so I could make him happy. He explained it's a primal thing and it makes him feel dirty, which he loves. I told him I didn't know how I feel about it. I usually like to be pretty clean, wear a decent amount of perfume. I feel like this could lower my self-confidence and could possibly be gross. I do work from home at the moment, though, and we don't really go out much. So if I was going to do it, it would be the best time to. I told him I'll think about it and let him know this weekend. Still haven't been able to make my mind up if it would be a good idea or not. So Reddit, what should I do? Is this a bad idea? Could it be a good thing? Is there a chance I'll get more comfortable with it? Boom. Go for it, Tane. Um, I like, I get it. I'm actually sort of in the same boat as this dude. I, if my partner, like specific partners tend to have, uh, you know, a, a musk to them. Like I, that kind of turns me on sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I get it. Um, but it is sort of at the detriment of your partner's cleanliness. You know what I mean? And like, sometimes it's just one of those things where it's like, it's an early morning and you haven't showered yet or, you know, whatever, like that's fine. Yeah. But to, to manufacture that, uh, you need to make sure your partner is a hundred percent on board mm-hmm. and it doesn't sound like she is. Um, so I think there are concessions here. I don't think not showering is the option to go with because no. like if, if she's anything like me, I feel absolutely lost if i don't have like a shower in the morning i can go like maybe a day if i know i'm gonna like just chill at home and not do anything but for the most part it's like i need a morning shower to like really wake myself up and function so i think you know if you guys are just gonna hang around the house and if you're working from home i think maybe you know not wearing deodorant for a day could appease this you know desire for your natural smell but I don't think if you don't want to stop showering, I think that's a very, very fair and reasonable thing not to give up. Yeah. Um, I, the one thing I don't like about this question is that she's asking Reddit, should I do it? Is it a bad idea? Like 
is there a chance I'll get more comfortable? And it's like, that's not something somebody else can answer. That's yeah something you need to answer. You know what I mean? Because like, really, it's like, hopefully your partner is a good partner because it seems like you guys are open to talk about sex and suggest things and whatever. And it's like, you need to do what you want to do. You know what I mean? If you want to do it, do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Um, and that's kind of the most important thing. And it, it kind of makes me sad that like, it seems like this person is looking for an external influence. Um, because again, if you end up doing something you don't want to do, nothing's going to be less of a turn on. However, you mentioned having concessions and I think there are really easy ones to do with this. It's like you could wear uh, like certain clothes to the gym, for example, and just put them back on again before you guys fuck. And then you're going to have that musk, but you don't need to be filthy all week. You know what I mean? Like your, your clothes are going to smell like you, right? And that's a very easy way to do it. Like you could wear the same t-shirt all week in bed, you know what I mean? And then like it'll have a certain smell to it by the end of it. And then you don't have to be dirty day to day. You can just briefly dip into wearing something that, yeah, again, might not be comfortable, but would be a lot more comfortable, I think, than being filthy all week. You know, like if you want to try playing with that, that would be a pretty easy sidestep, I think. Yeah, I think it's really important to be like, you know, if you're going to agree with it or give this a go, you need to start to be like, here are the things I'm not crazy about. And list them off. You know what I mean? And, and let them know that and be like, I don't want to give up showering for a week because I that grosses me out. And that's I think that is a very, very fair thing to say. And I would hope that any partner would be like, I understand. <laughs> like, yeah. OK, that's cool. He's like, you know, what I mean, like because this guy might be talking in extremes. He might be like, you know what I mean? He's like, well, I love your smell so much. Let's not shower for a week. And like you can talk and walk him back from that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like if you were like, hell yeah, uh, let's do it. Then he's. He's got what he's asking for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I, I would hope that he, you could, you know what I mean? Like I either like not wear deodorant for a day or, or something, or, you know, have a specific point in the day where you're not freshening up. Or like you said, like wear clothes that, that will exude that smell. There, there's all kinds of different ways that you can make this work and still maintain a level of cleanliness that makes you feel comfortable. Yeah. Because like, I don't know if it was me, I think it would very quickly start to affect my life aside from that. Like, I don't like feeling grimy or dirty or like sweaty or sticky. You know what I mean? So no, like, no one does. Even if I was just like sitting down and like reading, I would feel uncomfortable. And especially like at night, like during the summer, it's like, I hate nothing worse than like going to bed and being like, fuck, I'm like gross. Like it's so fucking warm. It's like, there's nothing better than just showering and going to bed and feeling like fresh. So like if it starts to affect your sleep or whatever, you're also not going to feel sexy when it comes down to it. So, you know, I think it's totally understandable to not be super into it. But again, it's like it all matters to you. You could say no, you could say yes, you could try to get the sidestep. But what you really need to do is kind of follow what you're into because a good partner will want that and accept that. Yeah, I think it's also important to be like, I'm, I'm willing to try this because of the circumstances in which our lives are right now, where we're not going out much and I'm not going to work mm-hmm. like I like make sure he doesn't get his hopes up or be under the the expectation that like this will become the new thing. You know what I mean? Because I think you can be like, I'm willing to try this because we're more or less like locked at home and I'm not going out in the world. Like when when real life resumes, I will be showering and presenting myself to the world as I want to. Yeah. Not not, you know, however you want to sexualize and, and fetishize me. Um, I think yeah. that is a very important thing to to sort of like put on the table 
right away because it would suck. Again, I'm hoping these guys are cool. They seem cool, but it would suck to like, you know, do this and, you know, find out what works for both of you, get on board with it. And then, you know, when, when work starts up again, he gets all pissy and pouty that you're showering again. Yeah, exactly. If you do decide to kind of commit to it to any degree, that's definitely a, a good conversation to have. Here's, here's a wild one that like, I, I did not see the twist coming. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read the 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 question title. And this comes from user Head Froyo fourteen eighty one. This is from a twenty three year old female. Okay. Uh, the other night I was having sex with my boyfriend. We both live in an apartment complex, and the walls are close to each other in the apartment building. So last night, while I was having great sex with my boyfriend in the bedroom, I was moaning loud all the time. And we both finished uh, tired, and we went to sleep. The next day, when I wa- went outside the building for a walk, I was stopped by my neighbor who greeted me. He told me openly that he heard me having sex with my partner because I was moaning loud and that he got turned on and had an orgasm and cummed. Oh, God. When he told me that, I felt embarrassed and mad because he was getting into my privacy. I wonder if couples have had similar experience with their neighbors. Should I have sex on the couch in the living room so I can have my privacy and my neighbor doesn't hear me? That's such a... You, like... What? How familiar are you with your neighbors? Like, do you know a couple of your neighbors? Um, No, not really. I used to know... I used to be really close with a few of them. I used to be having sex with one of them. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. I was going to say, cause like, I can't imagine anyone in my, I live in a house, but like, you know, we, we have multiple apartments in it. I can't imagine like going out to take the garbage out and the dude downstairs just rolling up and being like, Hey buddy. Hey, I fucking came to you last night. <laughs> what? Yeah. That what? <laughs> That is one of the wildest things that I've heard. And like, it's, it's like, I would love to have heard that, con- like to, to know how it went down. Like, was there small talk where they're just like, Hey, Hey, how's it going? Oh, not too bad. Oh yeah. Well, nice weather. Yeah. 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 Um, you guys see they're, they're, you know, paving over the, the car park. Yeah, I did. Anyway, I should probably, Oh yeah. Yeah. No, just, just one thing. Um, so last night, look, just want to let you know, I, I did hear you having sex. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, don't apologize. I did come to it. I, I did orgasm and, and, and spurt I, as a result. I did a cum. Um, I, I did rub one out to it. So yeah. Yeah. I'm like, did, 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 did is that how it ended? Was it just like, I just want to let you know, or was it like, could you keep doing that? Or like, can we, can we get a schedule? So I know where to be with my dick in my hand next time. Or alternatively, was this the best power play ever? Because he didn't come to this. Yep. He yep, was yep, yep. there in his bedroom, unhappy at the noise. And he was like, fuck, what can I do? And he sent in a question to an equally dumb podcast that said, hey, go tell her you just jizzed to her. And she's never going to do that in earshot again. I don't know if you remember the question about the the kid who overhearing. Yeah, the like, parents. parents. That's basically what and, we said, right? And, and yeah, and our our answer was to like make them so uncomfortable with the fact that they know that you can yeah. hear them. And like, yes, a hundred percent. Did we do this? I think we did this. Oh no. <laughs> hey, it's great. It's great advice. Clearly. Cause she's thinking of moving things to the couch. Yeah. I mean, like it's, you did it's look a, like a giant creep. Yeah. I I'm bordering on like, you did a sex crime, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it's basically like 
exposing yourself to someone. Yeah. I mean, like, I think telling someone that something like any sort of bodily fluid escaped your penis, (laughs) I think is. Hey, I repeat to you. (laughs) And, And if not, it should be. Yeah, um, I do think that is it. Probably actually is like sexual. Harassment. I think it is sexual assault. Like, like think right? about it. Like, if, I guess if I was an assault, right? Yeah, yeah. If I was like working with a, a woman, and every morning I was like, "Hey, uh, you know, I opened up your your Google, your your Google chats. I looked at your link, like profile jerk. picture. Yeah, like you can't say that to people. No. Yeah, you would be fired. I feel like yeah. if you would get fired doing it in a job, it's probably a pretty good metric of like, maybe don't do it in real life. Don't do it to your neighbors. Yeah. yeah or anyone. Wild, man. Um, I don't know. What do you like? Can you over weird him out? Oh, <gasps> you know what? If you know his name. You know no, I think you perfect. should. You need to do okay, it right. again. You do it again. And then when you see him, you'd be like, I assume he's going to come tell you he did it again. Cause this guy's a <laughs> fucking creep, right? This guy. Yeah. A hundred percent. Right. And it's October. So this is the perfect time to do it. You say, I wasn't home last night. Oh, and then get, make your moans, get spookier and spookier as the month progresses. And every time he says he didn't come to you, you say, I wasn't even home last night. Like what okay. are you talking about? Can I Missy Elliott this and, and yeah. throw it down, flip it and reverse it a mm-hmm. little bit? You sort of take a, a break and hide in the house for a week and see if he talks to your boyfriend as well. When he comes up and tells your boyfriend, hey, man, like you're really fucking laying the pipe in there. You say, what are you talking about? My girlfriend's been dead for two years. Ooh, OK. And because like he's already seen you as well. Right. So like, he literally just talked to you mm-hmm. when he did his sex crime. Yeah. So. So like that would, oh man, you know what I mean? Like his penis would be so scared. It would revert back into his body and he would never be able to jerk it to your sex. And then next time when you moan, he'll come inside himself. And that's the proper punishment. (laughs) Uh, How about this? You miss the Elliot another time. And this time you get your boyfriend to go to him when he's walking around. Your boyfriend (laughs) goes over to him and says, hey, I heard you jerked it to my girlfriend while we were having sex. And while he's getting nervous and like thinks you're about to stab him, you say, that's hot. I jerked it to you. (laughs) It's like, hey, man, hey, man, I like I heard you jacking off to my girlfriend. Yeah. Me having sex with my girlfriend the other night. And God damn it. Did that like that made me finish me here. Me thinking about you jerking it to us, that's what I come to all week. And yeah. like, there's a 25% chance this guy's like, yes, hell yeah. And then there's like, a very good chance he's going to open mouth kiss you at that moment. Yeah. But hey, in that case, you've made a very close friend. But otherwise, I think you're going to probably shut him down. He's going to be like, oh, that's terrible. How could you? This is, this is a sex crime. And then you go, you did it. You started it. You started this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think we've given you some powerful answers. Yeah. Yeah. But don't don't be a coward. Don't have sex on the couch. Yeah. You do you. Don't let him ruin your shit. No, not at all. Unless you want to have sex on the couch. Yeah, have sex on the couch if you want to. Maybe, alternatively, and I promise this is the last one, record yourselves having sex and then play it all the time. So that either one, he jerks it so much that like he hurts his own penis or, you know, like if you watch the same porn like a hundred times, you just probably get bored of it. 
you know, like just ruin it for him. Yeah. Or it's say like really sh- gross shit while you're moaning. But he probably wants that. Yeah, he definitely does. He definitely does. Yeah. Okay. So we do have a brief audience submitted question that I will I will shoot to you because it's it's oh yeah with to you. Oh, we I guess we have two brief ones. This one's from Agent Valkyrie, and it's about last week's episode where you said once a cheater, always a cheater is a toxic rhetoric, and they want to know why you said that. Um, because we're human beings and we're dynamic and we can change. And I, I think sometimes we make mistakes and I don't think holding people to their mistakes as like a defining characteristic, I think can be bad. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I think there are, there's lots of nuance sometimes to infidelity. And I think that some people can learn from their mistakes. Some people can like recognize and understand that like hey i fucked up and i hurt someone and may never cheat ever again so i think sort of painting with such broad strokes can be dangerous i think some people can change and i think as a human being i need to believe that so i think Mm -hmm. things that that broad and that sort of uh, targeted uh aren't necessarily helpful uh in in conversations like we were having that at that Mm -hmm. time no, I, I completely agree. Um, I also feel like if you do enforce that once a cheater, always a cheater rhetoric, then cheaters have no option really other than to be cheaters, right? Like if you're already, you know, framed for a crime, it's like, why not fucking do it? You know, like I feel like you don't allow anyone the chance to to change them because it's like they're they're damned already, right? You know? Yeah, and that's not to say that like people get absolved of their you know, shitty things that they've done. Like I I can imagine that there are probably people who used to hit their partner or, or were abusive in some way and have reformed and learned, you know, to better themselves and no longer do that. But I don't think that like those people are inclined, should be inclined to forgiveness. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't think, I don't think any of this is that you have to forgive them, especially not if you were the person in the relationship, but like, you know, if you are with a new person, you found out they cheated. It's like, you know, it's kind of, I guess, understandable, but very shitty to be like, I can never trust you, you know, just yeah. one mistake. Um, Especially when, like, like I said, like the, the situations can be so nuanced. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like the, there's a lot of things happening in, in everyone's lives and it could be, you know, it could be any number of reasons why they chose to do that. Sometimes it could be as simple as like, I got blackout drunk and someone took advantage of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I got blackout drunk and I made a stupid decision or, you know what I mean? It's like, maybe I was grieving. Maybe I was going through trauma. Maybe I was like depressed. There was like all sorts of things that could, and an sort of like, and then realized. Yeah. You know, as a result of, you know, but I think we're both on the same page where we think cheating is pretty shit. <laughs> and just, you know, it's, it's one of the shittiest things you can do. And we definitely of course. do not condone it or whatever, but also, neither of us believe that you should just tar someone with this, you know, just damn them because of one one thing that they've done, right? Yeah, I think the, the greatest strengths and, and ability we have as human beings is to emotionally change and, like, learn and adapt and become better people. And, like, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if we didn't believe that that was possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think we should... I, I have a very, very hard time believing that that like we could exist as a species and not believe that like there's the possibility for people to be better than who they currently are. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have one more, one more brief one. So we, we got reached out on Twitter 
um, which is a, a thing that you can do. You can tweet us questions. You can tweet us at at fuck buddies, uh, FCK underscore buddies. We've um, actually had two tweets this week, which are in the last week, which is great. Yeah. Um, and this is from Ali. Ali says, in all capitals, help me and my man just had sex with the condom broke. What do we do? So we did already respond to this because it seemed time sensitive. Um, and I guess the advice is pretty simple, which is hopefully you're somewhere in the world where you can access like the, the pill or plan B, whatever you want to call it, um, which works pretty well within, I think, 24 to 48 hours and then kind of tapers off in effectiveness after that. So get it as soon as possible. Um, read the instructions, you know, uh, be prepared. I know sometimes it can make you feel like a little bit ill um, or quite ill or not have too much of an effect on you, depending on how you react to it. Um, and on top of that, I guess, depending on your partner or the situation, uh, go and get an STD check because obviously a broken condom leads to risk of that as well. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's super simple. It happens more than you think. So take a take a deep breath. It, it, it you know, you do have options. Hopefully you are able to sort of take those precautions. Um, but don't try not to freak out too much and just sort of like follow, follow logically through what you need to do and what you can do. And it looks like on the actual plan B website, they say uh, 72 hours of unprotected sex. Perfect. Yeah. So hopefully you've sorted it out. Hopefully you're all right. Um, good luck. We, we wish you the best. Also, right. looking at, look at the condoms that you're using. You might not be using the right size or the right lube for it. Mm-hmm. Um, or so, you might not put them on properly. Yeah, so so review your condom etiquette. Yeah, make sure there's no air bubble in there. Make sure it's not gone off. Like, I don't know where you're sourcing your condoms, but, like, if they've been in the wallet for a while, even general, like, wear and tear from being in the wallet, let alone the fact that it might have been in there for a while, you know, just just review that. All right, you want one quick, one more quick one. Yeah, we can do one more quick one. Okay, this is by Hinkle Hinkle Mister. My wife and I always get asked if we want separate checks. My wife. <laughs> oh, it's topical <laughs> again. I sorry, I had to do it. Nearly every time, my wife, twenty-seven, and I, twenty-eight, go out to eat a meal, we get asked at the end if we want separate checks. Probably happens between 90 percent of the time. Not sure why. We aren't super PDA in public, but I wouldn't say we aren't either. Doesn't make sense, but you know what he means. The only guess we've been able to come up with is that maybe it's because we occasionally have discussions about political issues or things happening in the news. They're never heated as we're fairly agreeable, but we wondered if maybe that could be it. But it happens if we don't have that kind of discussion too, so we're not sure. I'd say even about 15% of the time, they just bring out two separate checks without asking us. I live with our mutual friend, 26 female, for two weeks when we were moving and my work required me to start early. Me and her got dinner most of those nights and not once were we ever asked if we want separate checks. They always just gave us one. We even ate at many of the same restaurants my wife and I go together. My wife's very flamboyant gay best friend and her would sometimes go grab lunch, and only half the time would they get asked if they want separate checks. It's not a big deal, but is there some way to come off as more clearly being in a relationship when going out to eat? We figured once we got married it would end, but it hasn't. Man, there's nothing that says that you have the chemistry of a wet fucking sock, like <laughs> getting separate bills out of... No, I would love to know, does it say if they are an interracial couple? Uh, no. Because I have, Did I've had... Racial on this thing? Well, no, a, a friend of mine has, 
more or less talk to me about the same problem. And she says that like when she's with her husband, she is uh, she's African and he's white. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, anytime I am with my husband, they always ask for separate checks or ask if we want separate checks. But if she's with another person who is is black or has dark skin, they don't. Hmm. See, I've never experienced that though, and I'm in an interracial relationship. Yeah, I guess it, I like. I guess it depends on like they they live a little further north. Oh, well, that, um, so like yeah. they're not they're not quite in the city. So like I, I like I don't know if that plays into it. Like I would love to know if they are both like of the same skin tone, um, because I have had people tell me that like that is a contributing factor. Hmm. But I love I, that they're like it's not a big deal, but also we've tried this and we've tried this and we do this. And I look at this and here's my evidence and I'm posting about it on the internet. It's clearly a big deal for this person. But as a bartender and as a server, it's become increasingly more difficult to sort of like, I mean, like there are some times where you're like, you get it, you know, exactly. But then there are other times, like, especially if you guys are older, does it say their age? Uh, 27, 28. Oh, okay. mind. Cause like I have a hard time when it's like two people, who are sort of like in their late forties, fifties. And I don't get that like marriage vibe or I don't see rings or like, they're not, you know, ordering for one another kind of thing. You know what I mean? I'm always like, are you just business associates? And I don't want to make it weird. Yeah. Honestly, like I've one, I've never noticed a ring in my goddamn life. I don't look at people's fucking finger. I don't give a shit. But two, it's like, I I ask all the time anyway, because I don't want to go back, separate them. I don't give a shit. Like I, I wouldn't assume anyone would ever be offended because like, you know, I think it's, there's more danger the other way. If you're like, Oh, just one or like, how long you guys been together? It's like, that's my daughter or like, yeah, any weird shit like that. So I'm always like, Hey, do you want separate checks? It's gotten to the point where I say it so automatically that like this mom came in with her like five-year-old kid. And I was like, do you guys want separate checks? Just like, you know, because I say it so many fucking times. Luckily, they thought I was joking and not an idiot. But truth was, I was an idiot. I knew. Um, you knew. Yeah. Um. So, like, I would just think about that maybe because it's so much easier to ask than to have to reprint or piss somebody off. And, like, bottom line is that's your fucking tip on the line. Um. However. But it's the same restaurant and they've gone with different, like, they have... They've got, like, kind of a controlled study here. Uh, the only thing you'd have to know is, like, oh, is it the same server? Mm-hmm. Well, um, do you guys fucking hate each other, you and your wife? <laughs> yeah. Do you guys love each other? Is there any sort of chemistry between the two of you? Well, also, just like we're fairly agreeable. <laughs> That's a great way to describe your relationship. Well, I mean, I think they mean in, in terms of the I politics. I'm, just, I'm being, I'm being hilarious. Okay. Um, but I think this is a quick fix. I think you just need to, when you walk into the restaurant, uh, hold hands. Um, make sure you like pull the chair out for her when she sits down and then like just finger blast each other. Yeah. Um, finger blasting is a pretty good way to do it. But the thing is, <laughs> you said <it> so <laughs> contemplative. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Finger blasting is. <laughs> yeah. What you got to do is make a show of taking off your wedding ring first, you know, like take it off, glance around and someone will be looking at you because she'll have her legs just spread you know, yeah. dress up in the air. I don't want to get this on her lady soup. <laughs> don't want to get this stuck in her soup. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then finger blaster, and then ask for like wet wipes. Be like, I just want to clean my fingers before I put my wedding ring back on. And then just yell, "My wife!" <laughs> also, make sure 
like just as you're about to like blast her off to orgasm town be like i'll have what she's having because it'll fucking kill people yes will love it. yeah and then when <laughs> you're like, blast yourself yes and then when they're like hey do you, do you guys want anything else and sh- make sure she goes i already had dessert and look straight <laughs> at the camera oh <laughs> uh, i wouldn't worry about it just be who like, cares uh is it me or you this time, honey, when they ask if you want the bill? Easy. Or um, be a normal fucking person and say, one bill, please. Yes. When, That's the like, thing. Like, are you just waiting for them to bring you the bill? Do you ever ask for the bill? Because if you're just waiting, like, and they're just like, God, these people won't give us anything, then you're assholes. And if you're assholes, they probably are like, yeah, they need no one's marrying these assholes. <laughs> these fucking idiots who don't know how to go to restaurants. Yeah, yeah just say one bill, please. Yeah, a singular bill. How do you usually order? Do you are you one of those idiots who goes, oh, can we? We'll get the bills, and then be like, oh, we wanted one. I'm like, bills is plural, you dumb shit. <laughs> or I'll have the bill, and I bring it over, and they're like, oh, we wanted three. I'm like, oh, guess what? Bill is singular, you dumb shit. I was gonna say this has just turned into us airing our grievances about being servers and bartenders. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shall we move into the Tinders? You ready? Yeah. So at the end of our our show, we like to review uh, dating profiles that have been submitted to us um, and and comb them for red flags. Uh, This is a gentleman's profile. He works at Liar. And (laughs) and his profile says, I'm a cheating ass douchebag who never checks my profile, so I don't know what says this. I'm married and have a beautiful child, but all I want to do is screw strangers. So who's in? Question mark, question mark. Yikes. You done got hacked, son. Now, if you saw this, would you swipe? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's hot enough to have a beautiful wife. So and she cares about him enough to hack his profile. (laughs) He's got to be worth it. Oh, boy. Yikes. At a zero out of ten. Yeah. Because you know she's showing up in your doorstep. Oh, 100%. She's going to kill you. Uh, This is Agnes. My mother said I won't get a husband with how fat my ass has gotten in quarantine. Sad face. How'd she spell fat? F-A-T. You know, ain't nothing wrong with a fat ass. Yeah, that's pretty good, right? She yeah. knows what she's doing. That's a good, she, good eight. It's a good eight out of ten, I think. She, she knows. She knows what she's doing. I remember dating a woman who... Uh, told me she was like oh my mom used to like yell at me and tell me that like my butt was too big and no one ever liked me and i was like she has a, an incredible butt and i was just like wait why are you like this why are you like this to your daughters and to each other like do you not know that we like big butts and we cannot lie do you, do you understand that like we're physically incapable in almost like a liar liar situation mm-hmm. when it comes to the size of butts and the do other understand this don't deny this either there's not a there's not a single brother who would who would say anything. No. And when a girl walks in, yeah, with that like itty bitty waist, I don't even care about the itty bitty waist. I no. don't. And she puts it in your face, like you get you get sprung, especially if she's moaning and it's through the other side of a wall. Okay, <laughs> do the next one. Um, I don't like this. I'm not gonna read it. I don't even know what half these words are. <laughs> okay, it's it got really weirdly Star Wars in the middle. I think Picard, like this is just a, a snippet. My you, personality can be very Picard on Risa. Invite me on an archaeological expedition, maybe? You fucking just said that Picard is Star Wars? Star Trek, sorry. Idiot. It's You're true. a red flag. I'm giving you a zero. Fine, I'm going to do it. You ready for this? This is Emily. Yeah, yeah, hit me. Writer, audiophile, shipwrecked alien, and purveyor of false etymologies. 
My dating personality can be very Picard on Risa. Invite me on an archaeological oh, expedition. Classic. Into intimacy, boundaries, respect, affection, not looking to be completed. Going to bring up anti-racism, mental health, and opera in first conversation. I'll put my book down for cute dates, new friends, enchanted connections of many kinds, anything really but your boyfriend. All cops are bastards or get the fuck out. Virgo, sun, moon. Man, I was I was kind of on board until she Virgo sun mooned me. Mm-hmm. Like nothing there really, you know. Rub me the wrong way until the uh, astrology thing, and I'm like, okay, now you're now I'm coloring the rest of your profile in that. Let's be fair, shipwrecked alien. You don't know. Can you tell me without proof or with with like solid proof that she is not a shipwrecked alien? I can't. Gonna well, bring anti racism, mental health, and opera in first conversation. Yeah, I mean, I guess like, that depends on like like if you're like, hey, anti racism and mental health are a big thing for me, and I like opera. Cool, that's great. But, like, if you're, like, just so you know, I've scripted this conversation already. Also, who wants to talk about fucking opera? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm fine with, like, the other two, because they could lead to interesting conversations. But I don't I don't think anyone's had an interesting conversation about opera. I don't know a single person who likes opera. I once uh, dated an opera singer. <laughs> Excellent. Um, what do you give it? Uh, the opera singer I dated? No, the profile. I'm going to give it like a the five because I don't yeah, care. I'm giving it about a five. Okay, this is SS, which hopefully isn't a dog whistle. Yeah. Success equals hard work plus correct method plus less empty talk. Sorry, give me that again. Success equals hard work plus correct method plus less empty talk. Yeah, they're not wrong, I guess. <laughs> they're getting a but, zero from me. Yeah, but like... Nothing sounds less fun than that. Yeah, I just like what what does that have to do with dating or you? Hey, let me tell you right now. The fucking date you're going on, you're getting separate bills with this dude. <laughs> that 100%. was her. Oh no. Got end with keys. Although Mina's pretty good too. I don't know. Strongly against skinny jeans, ripped jeans and ankle socks. Sad face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all right. She knows what she likes. No, I'm not going to. I just love the sad face. Yeah, it's they're strongly against strongly it. against skinny jeans, ripped jeans and ankle socks. Sad face. This is Mina. And their picture is about 20 percent face, 80 percent boobs. If you want to find a girl for fucking 10, 10, 10, <laughs> 10. you know that, uh, you know, that like looking up like mm, face, like ugh, rolling your eyes face. Yeah. It's if you want to find the girl for fucking roll your eyes face, please avoid my account. Thank you guys very, very much. And then there's about 28 of those rolling your eye faces. Cool. 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 You sound pretty cool, Mina. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's a three for me. That's 28 for me. 28 rolling your eye faces. Am I right? Thank you very much for listening. (laughs) Uh, We have been uh, just delighted to be accompanied by you this evening or morning or whatever. Um, it's it's our sonic pleasure to deliver you this podcast. That was the best Sonic game. <laughs> sonic pleasure? Yeah. Sonic pleasure. I promise you, if you Google that, oh, you I will find... I don't want to. <laughs> That's our sex writing for this week. Oh, man. I can, hey, I can find it. Although, do you want to know what our sex writing for this week is? Well, we'll find out in a second. Just relax. Uh, firstly, I would like to say happy birthday to Kyle. Our yes. most regular guest and 
chef of of no little renown and beautiful friend and all round incredible person. Happy birthday. Just sweet, sweet boy. Just the best. He's just a real sweet boy. He is the sweetest. Um, so happy birthday, Kyle. We love you. We do. Um, if you would like to reach out to us on our various forms of communication to ask us a question for next week's episode, you can do that. And I will tell you how right now. Um, how? How, Dan? You can send us an email at fbuddiespodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Twitter at fck underscore buddies. You can message us out on Facebook at FCK Buddies Podcast, or you can visit us online at fbuddiespodcast.com or plentyofbeef.ca. Gee golly, Dane, those all sound like really easy ways to reach this podcast. It sure is, Niall. Wow. I hope all those nice folk really do a, a good question send. This has gone so off the rails. Thank our boy. Thank our good boy. Thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song, Paper Stars. You ready for this? Yes. So this is a letter. This is a letter by a historical figure. Want to guess which historical figure it is? Uh, Churchill. No, Benjamin Franklin. So it is called Advice to a Friend on Choosing a Mistress. And he gives seven points, or eight, eight points. I'm going to read the intro and point number five. I repeat my former advice that in all your amours, you should prefer old women to young ones. You call this a paradox and demand my reasons. They are these. Number five. Because in every animal that walks upright, the deficiency of the fluids that fill the muscles appear first in the highest part. The face grows lank and wrinkled, then the neck, then the breasts and arms, the lower parts continuing to the last as plump as ever, so that covering all above with a basket and regarding only what is below the girdle, it is impossible of two women to know an old one from a young one. And as in the dark all cats are gray, the pleasure of corporal enjoyment with an old woman is at least equal and frequently superior, every knack being by practice capable of improvement. All right, Benjamin Franklin. Just say that ass stay fat. Don't think he's talking about asses. He's talking about vaginas? I think so. He's talking about fat, fat vaginas? I think he's just saying that you can't tell the age of a woman if you cover them in a basket or fuck them in the dark. As in yeah. the dark, all cats are gray, Dane. I mean, Even tell me something ginger- I don't know, Ben Franklin. <laughs> Even your sweet ginger boy. Benjamin Franklin, don't touch my cat. Who sells baskets that big? All right, let's end this shit. Good night. I am Niall Spain. <laughs> and my name is Dane Miller. We have been, been your, your fuck buddies. buddies. No, no, you don't. 